Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is the glow up. And if you're thinking, <laughs> wow, maybe it's a glow up because they've had 100 episodes. Maybe they got new sound, better microphones, an actual recording studio. Well, you're <laughs> absolutely fucking so far from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you are wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> um, we are still here with the same old bullshit. A hundred episodes has not changed us at all. Um, in fact, it might start to decline in quality. It, I think it has changed us, and it is just for the worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, how there's people that have been in certain work industries, and they're always like, I've been in this for 40 years. And then they don't adjust and get with the times because they just fall back on their, like, I've been in this for so many years that right. they feel like they don't have to actually do anything new or innovative or exciting. That's us. Like you with real estate. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I was around when they built the first house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So now we're incorporating that into our podcast where we just figure, you know, there's a hundred episodes that are average. So you can re-listen to those if you want good quality. We're just going to move forward with um, some absolute garbage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for being here and listening. <laughs> and welcome to the garbage. <laughs> Wherever you're listening, make sure to subscribe or follow. It really helps us out. Also, as we mentioned um, last episode in celebration of our 100th episode, we launched merch and a Patreon. And we want to thank our listeners so, so much um, for supporting, ordering our merch. We cannot wait to see you all in the designs. We think they're really cool. We've also ordered our own. We're really excited about it. And... um, Photos to come over on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. And everything is linked in the bio on our Instagram. And we really, really appreciate the support. As we mentioned last time, we try and make sure that there's not like a ton of bullshit ads. If you've been listening for 100 episodes, you know we've only had a few ads. Um, There's a reason for that. One, we want to make sure that we're working with companies we actually like and support. But also, we're a queer podcast that talks about buttholes and sex and you know not very shocking i know wait for it advertiser friendly (laughs) (laughs) they hate when people talk about grilled cheese yeah especially when they're talking about cutting it the wrong way that was what you know we had so many lined up (laughs) and then they were like wait a second dip ketchup (laughs) (laughs) wait a second you think cereal is a soup goodbye (laughs) meanwhile we're like yeah and you put a fucking saddle on your dryer (laughs) and you just get rocked (laughs) so yes you supporting us means a lot it means that we can continue to do this, um, you know, continue to hopefully get new equipment as we need it because this stuff's looking stale. We've been doing this for 100 episodes. Yeah. And um, yeah, we just really appreciate it all around. Specifically on Patreon, there's some really cool reward tiers that are very small um, amounts. The smallest one is two bucks. And really, it's very big in our minds. If, you know, Everyone listening, not that that'll happen, gave us a couple dollars. There's so many exciting things we could do with this podcast um, that we, you know, would love to do, like getting it on YouTube, like starting to film in a studio space so you can watch the video if that's what you prefer. Um, You know, being able to put captions on those videos and paying someone to do that. There's a lot of things that money would really, really help with. So even if you have literally a toonie a month for the Canadians listening or two bucks a month for the Americans or anywhere else listening, it would really, really help us out. That's like, you know, 20 something bucks a year. Um, I know that's 
This is still a lot of money, but it it adds up and we really appreciate it. So thank you to those that are supporting us already. If you can't support with money, it's all good. Um, you can support in other ways like sharing our podcast and spreading the word. So all around, that's all over on our Instagram. Today we're going to be talking about things we wish we never had to bring up about our past selves because I recently started i'm not even gonna say i did because it is a process yeah i will also even before you get into it okay yeah this is one of those things that um this kind of uh, brings down the tone just to begin with but we're it's fine (laughs) (laughs) we'll make it funny anyways um (laughs) this is one of those things that i um i didn't it's one of those moments that you like realize your i realized my privilege yeah um i was like talking to somebody and they were like it is so wild to me that your parents still have your room in their house exactly like it is well can i just first of all say that you cut me off before i even said that's what i was fucking doing so the people don't even know what the hell you're talking about right now No. (laughs) Where I was going with that is I have started cleaning out my childhood bedroom. (laughs) And that was a privilege. (laughs) That was a privilege. It's true. But, um, yeah, that's... Anyways, continue. I just wanted to let the people know what the fuck you were talking about. But it's just one of those things that... um, when you look back at it, it is uh-huh. pretty crazy to think that because, like, Vancouver is definitely a, a wealthy place, yeah. especially, like, both of us grew up in North Vancouver, and that kind of has this whole, like, mm-hmm. weird aura to it as well. Um, But it is wild that, like, I would say most of my friends that moved out, their yeah. parents just have their house with yeah. their room the exact same. Totally. And that's just, like, it is pretty crazy when you think about it. Like, oh, they didn't need 100%. to move or, like, ha- have another use for that room yeah. so if this doesn't apply to you that is very fair oh a hundred percent and trust me my parents have been trying to get my shit out of that room for years they're gonna have to sage that fucker after oh, two. Fuck. <laughs> so basically i used to be a hoarder when i was a kid i had this whore. <laughs> yeah well which we get into the, later yeah, game game in later years but um basically when i was a kid I had this weird thing that I didn't want to throw anything out. Like, to the point that my parents were like, is she okay? Like, what's her issue? I used to literally get those... um, I don't know if you remember when you went to um, the, like, candy store and they had, like, Spice Girls wrappers on gum and things like that. Okay. I used to want to keep all of the wrappers. Okay. Like, I I had a shoebox of every Spice Girls wrapper to every piece of gum I ever ate. So that gives you an idea of my childhood. And then... Um, my parents decided to move when I was in my early teens, and that was kind of the first time that I was actually forced to clear out all of my belongings because I was moving. So I'm like, I'm not going to pack up the Spice Girls wrappers. That was the first thing you packed up. (laughs) (laughs) So I made separate space for those, (laughs) clearly marked. Um, yeah, so I did like a big cleanse at that point in my life. Um, And then I would say later in my life, I wasn't as bad. Like, I didn't keep, like, stuff like that. But I definitely never, like, really went through and did, like, closet purges or anything like that. Yeah. I would, like, buy new clothes every once in a while, like, for the new school year. But I would just keep all my old ones. And I also think there's a part of that 
that was because when I was younger, I was always really fit and always kind of at the same weight and size. So even if stuff kind of went out of style, it's like I knew mentally I'm like, I could still wear that. Like maybe there'll be like a time that I want to wear that or a theme party or something. Whereas then you get to a certain age, aka now, where I'm definitely not the size of all those things. So it obviously made it easier to donate everything because I'm like, I Literally, even if I wanted to wear this crap, I couldn't. Thank God nobody told you um, that all the 90s articles of clothing would come back because you would have held on even longer. Oh, forever. (laughs) Like, actually forever. Yeah. So, anyways, so recently, like, I mean, my parents have been trying to get me to do this for a couple years because they're just like, you're never coming back to get this shit. Like, get it out of our fucking house. And I'm like, I get that. Absolutely. And um, I went to do it. And it's one of those things that you really don't realize until you start pulling stuff out how much shit you have. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, there's like a closet with clothes. And then there's like I had a desk in my room. So like those drawers and then a dresser with those drawers and then a bedside table and then under the bed. And I was like, OK, like that. How can't much be that damage much... could I do with that? Like, seriously, can't be that much stuff. Holy fuck. Yeah. I have like bags and bags of donations. I have bags and bags of trash. Like once you pull it all out, you're like, how did I conceal this in my room? Well, like a 12 year old will find any space to shove anything. Any nook and cranny, really. So my I really tried to go in with the mindset of I haven't needed it in literally eight years. So why would I need it now? Like, don't try and be all, like, sentimental to all this bullshit that you never looked at anyways. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do, and I'm almost there, is take everything out of my room and combine it into one or two. I'm giving myself leeway of two boxes for, like, keepsake items. So, like, if my, in my mind when I'm taking it out, I'm like, if this isn't something that would be cool to show to my kids or, like, a laugh to show to them, my kids, then I'm not keeping it. Yeah. Like, if they wouldn't get why this is sentimental, then, like, fucking toss it. But something interesting that happened with this process, which is why I texted Sean about the idea for this podcast, is... um. The amount of stuff that I pulled out that was bringing back these really, like, comical but also haunting memories of times that I thought this stuff was actually really cool. Mm -hmm. And it was this really weird realization that the person that I was at that time in my life, I... Like, I don't know that person. Right. Like, for different layers of it, right? Like, one, I'm like, holy shit, like, who was I? Because I think it's, like, you change so slowly and progressively over your life that you don't even realize how much you've changed until there's certain things, like, style or things you thought were cool or you see, like, old writing that you wrote in your diary. And I was reading some, like, diary entries. God, I couldn't read or write because I would not (laughs) want to look back at that shit. (laughs) And I was like, who is this? Like, I, I can only only describe it like I felt like I was looking at a stranger stuff. See, I I agree with that in uh-huh. part, but I disagree with it in part because I have so many times that I I still have a lot of stuff at my parents' place. Yeah. But I have had quite a few times that I've started the clean. Yeah. Or, you know, throughout the years just yeah. went through stuff. And it's not that I 
uh, don't recognize that person. It's right. like I can see where like specific parts of my personality came from, you know? Right. Like I'll see something and I'm like, oh, I was always that way. Yeah. Or some of it, it's like, oh, wow, I was really lame or like that's yeah. not how I, that's not the mindset I have anymore. Totally. Or like, wow, I couldn't, like when you found those fucking diet pills. Yes. Like that was a big one. Yeah. Because that's obviously a wake up call being like, wow, I can't believe, you know, mm-hmm. that was something that I thought about and totally. that had haunted me for so long so I get that part of it but there's been like I think my main example of this is I wasn't like a reader or a writer um I like was in art all the time and like looking back at my art yeah is like a a super weird trip because it's like it's pretty bad (laughs) but (laughs) I'm like wow like I always um kind of uh, put myself on as this person that was like really positive and happy mm-hmm. and like you know like light and all that stuff yeah. but my art like my self portrait that I did in grade 8 yeah. is like my face and it's like covered in like spiders and shit Holy and shit. all my art is like lots of spiders yeah. lots of spider webs lots of like weird like dripping eyes mm-hmm. like I was like there was clearly this like darkness within totally, me yeah. um, but I didn't have communication to understand yeah. that I didn't have people to talk this through with mm-hmm. and like I didn't really know why I was doing these things. I was just, you know, yeah. I'm like, this is what I like. This right. is my art. And now I'm like, oh, you probably had depression. <laughs> yeah. It's like you didn't have the tools at the time to communicate it or yeah. even know it maybe within yourself. But then like to know what you know now and look back, it's like, wow, like that. I was expressing it in this different sort of totally. way. And I'm like, I, I wasn't at that time expressing it in any other way. Yeah. And it's weird that I, I genuinely wasn't one of those people that felt like I was expressing myself mm-hmm. through art. Like, yeah. I just felt like I was, you know, making art. Right. But I was like, oh, I was subconsciously. Yeah. This was a very accurate way to track my mindset. Totally. That's so cool. Well, yeah. not like sad. Sad. Super sad. <laughs> sad, but, like, but also chic. like interesting, right? <laughs> no, yeah. I think that there's like three categories of the things that I found like one was like the dark stuff Uh that I would describe as like it kind of like hit an emotional place in my heart like it was sad and then the other category that I was just like genuinely like who the fuck is this like I don't even remember like thinking this way or like writing these things or whatever Yeah. and then there's the other side that it was like just like silly and like happy like funny like funny stuff that like for example um the uh, Jersey Shore CD that I found, right? Like, there was the funny stuff that I was like, oh, that really doesn't really speak to anything other than the times. Yeah. That was kind of, like, silly about it. Like, I found a bunch of old electronics. I found, like, my first uh, cell phone. And then I also found the Christmas card that went with that cell phone when I was gifted it by my parents. And it brought back the memory of, like, Oh my god, I have a cell phone. Like this is so crazy. And, and cool. it was a Blackberry Pearl, it, so it brought yes. back BBM for you. BBM. <laughs> I avoided getting an iPhone for years because, because I was like, I can't let go of BBM. Absolutely. Oh my god, what what will I do without BBM? And I specifically remember iPhone friends. This is like even later in my like late teens, being like, Oh, well, there's iMessage, which is like basically the same. And I was like, No. Um, it, nothing will ever be BBM. It cannot be BBM. <laughs> like, not as good. So, like, electronics and stuff were really funny. The other electronic that I found was um, like my old Canon PowerShot cameras. Oh, I did not hit a party bus without one of those. Oh, um, did you go through? Oh, I haven't yet. And I'm so excited because a lot of them still have the memory cards okay. or 
even better. <gasps> the old find... ones with the cord. Oh, you know what I found when I went through my what? closet? I, and I'm so scared to get them uh-huh. processed. I found fucking um, disposable oh, cameras. Oh my god! And that bitch Amazing. was at zero on the little dial, yeah. which means there's like thirty photos. You know, there's like some <laughs> yeah. good shit in yeah, there. Yeah, when you when you crank it and then one photo goes down in the little yeah. in the little window. Oh my god! Amazing. So I had one of the Canon Power Shots that did not even yet have a media card. It was the, it just had a cord that you put into your computer. Yeah. Or you could like take it in and get it developed. So it fit like a hundred photos. And I remember that was like a big thing at a time. Cause it's like a hundred photos. Gosh, I'm going to go off with like, this. Yeah. Now I, I take a selfie. I could use this for the like, next 10 years. Yeah, a selfie is like 100 minimum for minimum. my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, I'm so excited to try and, like, plug that stuff in and look at the media cards and stuff. So that was just kind of cool because in a weird way, it was, like, one big messy time capsule. And, like, looking at that stuff that I used to use, like, I used to, when I'd go to parties, I had this little, like case like a zip up case okay that i would put like my camera in and my phone because the phones back then were tiny right? right the little like blackberries and then like whatever cards or money i needed it had like three zippers and i'd wear it on my wrist and like i found that with my stuff in it and it was just like so crazy um thinking about just how in only eight years the technology Tech, I can't even say it. Technological, technological advances. advances. Yes, Thank you. I got you. Don't worry. The advances <laughs> themselves. Um, and yeah, so that was like all fun. But going back to the dark side of things, yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this episode in that I feel like they're, you know, a lot of people go through different um, phases of themselves in their life. Um, Really, every day you're growing, so you're constantly kind of in a different phase. But you can look at different, like, time slots of your life that you're like, oh, I was kind of this person until this shifted for me. But I think queer people have that, like, even more in so many cases. Totally. Because... Obviously, your shifts rely heavily on being able to be yourself or coming out and then living out and proud and all these changes or even like the first shift of figuring out who you are. Um, So I just thought this episode would be interesting. But I did find a certain amount of things that I found quite dark. And interestingly enough, I didn't even remember them about myself. Mm. So that was kind of scary because I was like... Gotta bury that trauma. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I remember, like, I found them and I was like... Like, okay, so the one that you brought up um, already was the diet pills. And when I found them, it like immediately I remembered. But if you had asked me a week ago if I had ever taken diet pills in my life, I probably would have said no. Like, yeah. I literally genuinely did not remember. I just it. love repressed memories. Like, seriously. <laughs> and I, lo- I pulled them out and I was like, what the fuck? And then immediately I was like, oh my God, I remember going to Shoppers Drug Mart and buying these because I remember going to one of my dance classes and they what they, they, they were fitting us for costumes. Yeah. And at this time in my life, I was, not that this makes any difference, I don't think that you should feel like you have to take diet pills at any weight or size, but just to describe, like, for me personally, how ridiculous it is looking back on this is that... For me personally, this time in my life right now, I would consider my like ideal will never be touchable again body. Right. Like I was dancing like six to eight hours a day. I was so fit. I literally like I looking at photos, there was no weight to lose. Like it was literally like muscle and skin. So 
I don't know what I was thinking these diet pills were going to like shrink my bones. I have no idea. But I remember specifically like going to this dance class and they were they were measuring us and they had like these volunteers that like moms or like grandmas or whoever that would help like do the costumes. And they had this book of us from like previous years and um they would like change our sizes. Anyway, so they measured me around my waist. And I remember the mom obviously would not have met anything by it. Yeah. But she was like, okay, up three inches from last year. And you were like, the fuck? And I literally, in my mind, was like, holy shit, I've gotten fat from last year. Right. When really, keep in mind, I'm literally changing from 15 to 16 years old and growing. Yeah. Like every normal person is. And in my mind, I was like, oh my God, I've gained weight. Like, I must be fat. And I remember walking to Shoppers Drug Mart and buying these diet pills and like hiding them in my room and taking them every day. And it's so, so fucking sad to think of like a 16 year old taking diet pills. Also, it's pretty crazy when you think of things like that, because these are there's times that I I think back of myself uh, when I was like 16, Mm -hmm. 15. And I think the diet pills is a great example of this. That I, like, you think you're an adult. Yes, 100%. You think that you are, like, a full-formed human. Yeah. And you're making choices Mm -hmm. that are, like, pretty impactful. Yeah. Like, not saying that diet pills are, like, the worst thing in the world. They obviously are not great. But, like, Mm. not, like, saying that you were into drugs or, you know. But, like, making a decision to go on diet pills can have, like, some decently severe consequences and it's like you don't think like you're like i am an adult i am making this decision but then the fact that you're like hiding them from your parents it's like maybe i'm not an adult yeah it's this weird like time in your life where you both think you're an adult enough to make the decision but there's a part of you that still knows that you probably aren't so you like hide it yeah and yeah so that was one that i found like to be very sad. And then the other part that I found to be kind of sad is I found some old writing. Um, I was in lit classes in high school. And oh, it's so weird to like. Oh, it's so weird. No, it's so weird to hear the word lit used. Oh, <laughs> like literature, I was in not like lit. lit classes. I was in some lit classes. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there was like, we obviously had different, uh, you know, mini courses within the course and there was always like some sort of personal reflection part of it where you had to like write essays about yourself or like what you wanted out of life or like whatever the fuck poetry or whatever the hell about yourself and um it was really weird because I consider myself to be a very open person now about like my feelings and my mental health and like um I know back then I was going through a lot but my writing I'm reading it and I remember writing it and writing it to sound like everything's okay. Right. So haunting. my, which is so haunting, right? Yeah. Like I read this one essay that was literally like, the only way I can describe it is I was giving enough because I knew it was supposed to sound like we were talking about our problems and like how hard high school is, was the like idea of the essay, like difficulties of high school. Yeah. So I made up like I'm reading it and I remember writing this and making up certain things that happened to me that didn't happen because they were light enough that I was like, this will look like it's real and me talking about struggles, but it's not actually me talking about anything yeah. that's actually going on You're in like my life. You're like the uh, internal uh, homo 
struggle is probably number one. <laughs> but I guess I'll go for, I don't know, what's like number 10 on the list. Right? Yeah. And like as a queer person, like looking back, I'm like, I literally wrote that because I didn't, I couldn't in my mind write about how I was feeling about being gay. And that that was, like, so hard for me. And so I literally made up struggles because my real ones were too real. Because I was like, I ain't handing this in to a teacher. Yeah. And then, like, the rest of it was, like, all rosy and happy. And, like, but even though this happened, like, I get through it with my friends. And, like, blah, 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 blah. But even though all this happens, I still talk to my friends on BBM. (laughs) (laughs) And literally I'm reading it and I'm like, this is the fakest, phoniest bullshit. And I remember purposely doing that. And so that was, like really sad and triggering for me too because I remember it brought back those memories of that time in my life of like even the struggles having to make up reasons why I was sad and make up reasons why things might be hard for me because I couldn't say why they really were yeah and that was like whoa like that brought me back like it's in a way it was really cool because I was like the fact that all these things I was worried about exposing about myself now are so chill yeah and like what i would never even think that they would be a problem to discuss or like talk to friends about or like you know i have a girlfriend i'm out and proud all this stuff going back to that dark place where i was literally actively covering up my true self in every way like even in writing was like eerie so that was like the other like kind of dark moment but yeah. Hey Gabers, today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason. They are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app and it's an amazing value the lifetime membership has all 25 languages so you don't have to stop at one don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time i can explain podcast listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com today that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Just to, you know, dive even further into the darkness mm-hmm. <laughs> before we, you know, lighten it yeah. back up. I had a very, I don't know, similar in a haunting way. Yeah. Um, I've spoken on the podcast before how, like, I, this is a trigger warning, yeah. um, suffered a lot from, like, self-harm. Yeah. That was, like, a big issue of mine uh, in my early teen years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was cleaning up my bedside table from my childhood room probably, yeah. like, I don't know, five years ago or something. Yeah. It was when I, like, first moved out, mm-hmm. moved out. Um, and I remember going through and being like, oh, like... 
here's some sim expansion packs like yeah. got those and then I was like oh my god like I remember this like giant sack of yarn remember when like we were all into making friendship bracelets yeah. this is these are things I was going through I found lube and like a condom yeah. and I was like oh my god if my mom ever found <laughs> these like I'd be mortified uh-huh. um safe sex good work for me though yeah um, and then what else I found stuff for like stick and pokes okay yeah. and I was like wow remember when people told me that they uh wouldn't stay forever (laughs) (laughs) it was just like a a longer temporary absolutely so that was great and then I literally like it's kind of like you said like you block these things Mm -hmm. out completely I moved something and found things that like related to that and I hadn't self-harm yeah and I hadn't had any of those like thankfully any of those inklings or feelings for years but I remember like seeing that and it literally took my breath away because it just literally put me right back into like hiding those things like I felt like I was like watching that happen and I was like whoa like this is crazy and this is also I think like speaking to you like you're making like like teenagers are making big decisions Mm -hmm. and big moves like I wasn't thinking how how intense this was yeah. until like 20 whatever five-year-old me was re going yeah. through this so that was wild oh, that was so that hard. was a fun uh Fuck. parents house oh my God, that's one. so hard yeah it's a weird mix right because you're going through a life that like undeniably for a lot of people is a very tumultuous time of their life yeah. like the combination of like Especially when we grew up, the lack of mental health knowledge, the lack of mental health education. Like, you never heard about mental health oh my in the God, media, no. anything like that. And then you add on to that just the fact that high school is fucking hard and you uh, have all these hormones and then you're fucking gay. And it's all these things. Yeah. So as much as it's so fun to go back and look at those times for the happy stuff, like the ball of yarn, there's also stuff that's like very triggering because yeah. you remember at that time of your life it being insanely difficult to just live as you every day yeah yeah but it was like it was obviously super hard especially when you're not expecting it that was Mm -hmm. the worst part i genuinely it's like you said if somebody asked you if you took diet pills you would say no i genuinely was just like oh my god like going through like i was like oh i the sims 3 what a great game (laughs) like i was like in such a good mindset and Uh then just like that i was like Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh, we've been in this. Yeah, it wasn't only Sims Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Around here. Yeah. yeah. So that was good. But going back to things like condoms, yeah. I remember like <laughs> hiding, like literally, like like stuffing it under mattresses, like you know, yeah. like and you're like, oh my god, like if my <laughs> parents found this. When in reality, if your parents found condoms, they yeah. would probably be happier. Yeah, totally. <laughs> than, like, like, yay, safe sex. Yeah. I mean, some, some, some not so much. Some would be like, where is Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had the most. Okay, let's let's flip it to the lighter side of things. Yeah. I want to bring up some things that I found that. I forgot were a thing and I was like, wow. So one was these things that old phones used to have for the youngins listening (laughs) that aren't 47 like myself. um, The old phones used to have like a little metal loop on top of them. Yeah. So people used to get like charms, charms, like little like trinkets with like strings on them. Like little lanyard things. Yeah, to attach to their phones, right? And it was like very cool, like depending on what charms you had. Very cool. (laughs) It was very cool. So like the one I found attached to my Blackberry was a little like 
Haviana's sandal, okay. like flip flop. And I remember, like at the time at Aritzia, if you bought a pair of those flip flops, they gave you a charm to right. like put on your phone. Right. So it was like very cool because even during the winter, you could let people know you're a Haviana's bitch. Right. Right. You're like if. If it was warmer, I'd be wearing these. <laughs> <laughs> See? I yeah. got the charm. But then the other ones that I found were, I don't know if you remember this or if your school did this. Oh, God. But in the mall, they'd you'd go and you'd put like a dollar in and you'd turn it and different charms would come out. Yeah. And there was these Pooh Bear ones that everyone had that it was just Pooh Bear in different outfits. People... I put them on everything. On everything. Binders, backpacks. Oh, yes. backpacks was a big one. Yes. I literally found a ball of them. Of like 60 of them. Yeah. And I was like, I spent $60 yeah. on these things. Yeah. Like over, like two years, I, every time I had an extra dollar, I would walk to the mall with my friends and we would put it in and like everyone was jealous of certain ones. So you'd like put your best ones on your like phone or you're like the rare ones. In a similar vein, I, do you remember they had them when you would go to like Boston Pizza? Yes. And they had the charm places yeah. there too. So they would have the charm vending machines mm-hmm. and then they would also have that weird sticker vending machine. Yes, yes. And the stickers were like smiley faces yes like different kinds of smiley faces and they were um like like metallic yeah but like chunky metallic anyways and they were what a dollar or two yeah i found a binder of them them. and this just says this just says so much about me i was never our neighbor oh my god would be my nightmare kid yeah he put them on all like dresser doors walls headboard yeah desk anything i didn't even take (laughs) them off i double-sided taped them into a binder in like plastic sheets oh my god and it was probably like i would say there was probably 50 plus you're like these are an investment and as a child i was like i need a dollar yeah i need a dollar 50 times i will flip through this book and just peruse my findings yeah and like how how fucking annoying is that you take your kids for dinner and you're like oh my god like i have to pay pay for you to eat and now i'm like can i have a dollar i need to buy a sticker that i will put in a plastic sheet and not use as a sticker (laughs) for this useless (laughs) sticker yeah so that was funny the other thing that i found that was funny was um old pay stubs from like my first job and i like would get like a paycheck and it'd be like 67 dollars and you'd be like making bank where is the nearest yacht (laughs) legit and i'd work like three shifts a week but like the shifts would be like four hours like before school because i worked at a coffee shop or like um right after school or whatever and I would literally, like, every two weeks I'd get my paycheck and it would be, like, somewhere between, like, 67 and, like, $90. And I'd be like, stickers and charms, here I come. Here we come. Bundle, <laughs> bundle of charms. <laughs> so that was funny. And then the other big one, obviously, it was style. Oh, So yeah. I found, like, some traumatizing moments of all my belly button ring collection. That's a good one. Because, like, Claire's was at the mall, so, like, all the time, me and my friends used to walk there and, like, pick out belly button rings, and the big thing when I was at school was the super low-rise jeans, like the Dorinas with the the one-inch zipper, yep, and the TNA pants, but, like, the super low-rise ones, because this was, like, the age of Britney Spears, folks. So, like, we were basically thinking we were Britney Spears. And then, like... I am not exaggerating when I'm saying some of these belly button rings were four inches long, like hanging down. Did I ever tell you what happened to my sister's friend? With no. Her? 
Did one you my, get ripped out? One of my sister's friends had a, like one of those dangly. Yeah. It was probably on Dorina's too. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a dangly belly button ring and uh, it like <gasps> got like oh hooked on the zipper, no. I guess. No. And she stood up <gasps> no. and it literally just went straight through. <laughs> oh my God. I'm surprised I didn't have more options. Absolutely. Honestly. Those little Dorina zippers oh, are like, come on, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So I had ones that were also like kind of traumatizing. Like I had like Playboy ones. I had one that literally said 69 on it. Oh my. So you're like 69, like weed leaf. <laughs> like also the fact that I like got these at Claire's, like a children's like. Yeah. Like jewelry shop, I was kind of confused by that because I only know I only bought it from that right place. You didn't have some, you know, offsite dealer. <laughs> <laughs> so like I just the the yeah the jewelry was frightening. Also like earrings and stuff I found that were like huge long like weird like shell looking things hanging from my ears, just traumatizing all around. Um, I used to. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Shoe Dazzle? No. What's that? Okay, so Shoe Dazzle was, like, really big. I'm Probably when I was, like, 18 to 20. Okay. And it was a subscription service that every month you got a pair of shoes in the mail. But it was, like, $19 a month. So it was, like, pay less quality. Okay. But, like, even worse. Okay. Like, you were going to walk in them once, the heel's going to snap off. Like, he, like high heels? High heels. Or... Like, I'm talking, like, 8-inch heels. Nice. Okay. And, like... So every month, like, if you remembered in time, you could pick between, like, five. Or it was, like, you got a discount if it was just a random pick. But these things were hideous. They were, like, you know, like, leopard. um, Like, rhinestone heel. Nice. The whole thing. So I have, like, literally my shoe dazzle collection. Because every month, and then you'd, like, forget to stop it. And so every month, these, like, $19 shoes would arrive. And they'd just be, like, more hideous than the last. So you just had shoe dazzle for for years oh my god so i'm thinking of like revamping those into my yeah why not yeah it's definitely your current style absolutely um just all black like uh (laughs) like boyfriend tea girlfriend (laughs) tea yeah um and then just you know a nice pair of shoe dazzles (laughs) and dazzly they were (laughs) um my fashion was uh almost on like the opposite end of the spectrum because i when I see my fashion as a child, mm-hmm. I just like didn't do anything right. that I would perceive as like making a stylistic choice. Right. Because I was so scared mm-hmm. that that would pinpoint me being gay. Yes. So I just fully took every single thing <laughs> that I saw other people wear and just like bought it in a different color. Oh, like, it yeah. Was, that like, was the big thing. Yeah, it was totally. like hoodies. Mm-hmm. Um, like American Eagle, Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, totally. Like I kind of dressed like a skater, mm-hmm. but I was like, I could not and cannot yeah. touch a skateboard without breaking <laughs> both of my wrists. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's like I see all these like, like I don't know, clothes yeah. and I'm like, wow, it's not that I had bad style. Oh. I just didn't have any style. You had no personal choice. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people reflecting on high school can agree like at that time in life, we talked about this a lot. It was like in to just blend. Yeah. Right. So the people that like had any sort of stylistic choice, it was like they were the weirdos. Yeah. You were just supposed to or wear like what the cool else kids. Wore. Yeah. Like some really cool people, you were like, whoa. And it was like they would make that choice and then everyone else would do it. Yeah. Right. So it was just like kind of. There was, like, these certain people that almost got the pass to make newer choices, and then everyone else had to just follow or else you were weird. One big one for me, 
um, interesting with the times is I specifically remember these three, um, one guy and two girls that were like emo in our high school. And um, I think we're, I was in about grade 10 and they wore skinny jeans. Okay. And everyone was horrified. Like, everyone was like, what the fuck are their pants? Because at that time, everyone wore straight or flared jeans. Oh, a classic. Over their thick ass, like, DC thick ton- tongue skater shoes. Yeah. And then, like, belly button rings and, like, the whole nine yards. So it's just so funny to me that, like, five years later, everyone was wearing skinny jeans. But I specifically remember these three people wearing them and everyone being absolutely Horrifying. Oh yeah, another one like that was Vans. Yeah, I remember. Vans. I was like, "Why would you wear those? They look like slippers." Mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, "Fashion slippers." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was like, "They do look like slippers, yeah. but we like to wear." But them. they're thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were those ones that like? If you bought a pair, then you could then a pair like got sent somewhere, but no one ever actually like followed up if that happened. Oh, I don't know. They like sold them at skate shops. Maybe someone will be able to tell us in our DMs on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. Oh, another good one of this is I um we went we have this place in Vancouver called yeah. Outdoor School. Oh yeah, which is quite literally the name explains it. Outdoor yeah. School. You go to like little camps and, like, and learn, learn about like, nature. Things, yeah. And my mother bought me Timberlands. Oh, ahead of the times. And Honestly, Seriously. and every single person made fun of me. See, that's the thing. At the times that like, you can't be literally, a they're like nice the boots. They're like orange, and then like, <laughs> and then like they are three, like and then like three years later, everybody's like, "Look how swaggy Fighting I am," and I'm like, "Fuck me." I know. Uggs are making a comeback. Don't say that. They are. Ugh. They actually are. Like, cause like I think it was Bella Hadid who wore them, and once that happens, then all the kids on TikTok are gonna wear them, and it's gonna be back. Yeah. But lucky enough, I still have my Uggs. Oh, perfect. So I'm just going to like reinvent them. You're they good. once again totally match my current style. So I feel like I'm going to slip them right in. Absolutely. Like, no one will notice. Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about that I found, which was strange, was things from exes. Okay. Because I never was one of those people that, like, when I went through a breakup, I just get rid of everything. Yeah. Partially because. I feel like when you're younger and you're going through breakups, they almost always, there's that part of you that you think you might get back together. Mm -hmm. And then one day it's going to be really sad because you're not going to have these like keepsake items because you're like, we're going to get back together and get married in like six years. So my 13 years old self will just keep the time that they put this in my locker and I'll just tuck it away for later. You know, that's like your way of dealing with like breakups at that time. Like one day we'll work it out. When we're married, this will be cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like that was definitely part of it. And then the other part of it was that I was like a fucking hoarder. So like, I probably didn't even know it was there. It was just jammed at the back of like, fucking a drawer somewhere that part checks out yeah (laughs) and also because i lived obviously in my parents house and at that time you don't want them to like read your like love letters or stuff like that so you like you like hide it so when i was pulling stuff out i found things from multiple different exes like some really funny and cute because it was like when i was really young so i found like this guy that i went on like one date and I use that term very loosely like we walked to the fucking mall together or something hot um, yeah when I was to buy a belly button ring probably yeah he's like here this one says 69 <laughs> perfect for us we've never even held yeah. hands and we will not um, so 
I found like a Christmas card that he handmade and had like a little pop out Christmas tree in it. And it was just so, he was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, I should call him up and see where he's at yeah. now. <laughs> see, he's still making cards. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, incredible. And no, but it was really cute because you could tell he took like a ton of time right. in it and like colored it all with different like gel um you know those gel pens that yeah. everyone had and it was like actually really cute so gay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and I I like that stuff was like cute and fun yeah. but then there was also like some stuff that I was like kind of triggered by because I'm like the fact that I thought this was a good relationship at that time of my life that enough that I like was like hopeful that one day we would get back together and I kept this shit like See, what the fuck mine wasn't mine wasn't like an, a purposeful keep mine was one of those I put it all in a box yeah and then we broke up and I didn't remember that box existed. And then I stumbled across it and it was like, I'll love you forever. I'm like, well, you did cheat on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, so there was this, there was like, for example, there was this, I found these Polaroids. Yeah. Oh. Um, Yeah. From, um, and <laughs> that sounds like it could go one, one way or the other. Either I'm old enough that I, we are just taking yeah. Polaroids because we're a thing, or this is recent enough that um, Polaroids had come trendy, back to yeah. Urban Outfitters. So I'll let you decide what okay. that is. We all know which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody, you ancient bitch. <laughs> so I found these Polaroids from this very specific, um, uh, vacation that I took with my girlfriend at the time and I looked at the Polaroids and we're all like smiley and happy in them and like we were there was a couple other people with us there so they like took some Polaroids of us and I remember like caring so much about the photos and the memories looking good but I specifically remember that trip and us being like fighting the whole time fighting and being like so (laughs) upset and like a lot of it had to do with the like how out we were and like that pressure and that strain and there was friends there that didn't know we were together because we hadn't told them yet and that doesn't sound stressful at all what are you (laughs) (laughs) so we like could be coupley when they weren't around and then we'd meet up with the group and had to like act like nothing was happening and it was just like really like triggering to go back to that like time where i felt like i had to do that and also sad because i feel like In some ways, I think a lot of queer people can relate when you look back at relationships like that and you feel like it's so sad that that never really got the proper go. It's still such a young relationship. I'm not saying it would have gone anywhere. We definitely would have broken up anyways. Um, But at the same time, it's like sad in a way that like for heterosexual couples, even though they usually break up and there's not a lot of high school sweethearts. But they they break up because they hate each other. They still, they still like, while they were together, got to be together, got yeah. to be that high school couple or got to be like, I don't know, like each other's like person that like went to the dance together or whatever. And it's so sad looking back at those relationships because it's like you almost wish you could go back in time and be like, just do it. Who gives a fuck what people think? Yeah. Like, just hold each other's hand and don't care because like. One day you're going to be looking back and thinking like, oh, that's so fucking sad. Like I specifically, one of the Polaroids almost made me cry because I remember it being one that a friend that quote unquote didn't know. They probably knew, but we thought they didn't know, um, took it for us. And we were like purposely trying to act like just friends in it. Right. And I remember being like, I can't do this because this will look like we're together or gay. 
And so that was just like weird for me going back to those relationships. And then some of the shit I found, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck this ex. Yeah. Like, this is triggering for other reasons. So that's always weird to find like past relationships or past friendship stuff. Oh, God. I found yeah. a lot of like cards from like old friends and people that I felt very close to in my life. Like, I would describe as best friends that obviously we've either grown apart or fallen out for one reason or the other. So it's like weird once again, that time capsule sort of thing of like everything in that room was like frozen in time of when I knew those people or when I like cared deeply about those people. And then now in my life, I'm like, they're not in it at all. See, I think, I think me as a parent that everybody makes me seem so psycho. (laughs) I think this would really help my kids because they won't have to go back through all this shit, you know, because they're not allowed to keep anything. (laughs) You just like the second they get anything in their hands, you just rip them out, rip it out and throw it in the trash. Absolutely. Like you come into the house and there's like a bin and you're like shaken loose. And then I go through your stuff and you can keep that. Like money, keep charms, (laughs) garbage. Pooh bear, not in this fucking house. (laughs) Also, I'm really surprised uh, that you've made it 46 minutes and 19 seconds. You found a strap-on. Oh, yes. Okay. Was, I was, was just about to first, wrap it up. But first that's... strap-on ever made. Yes. It was made of wood. <laughs> I whittled it with wood. Leather straps. Me and Laura Ingalls used yeah. it back in the day. Yeah, no, that was kind of funny to find like my hidden, like at the very back of my drawer, like covered in like eight other things. Oh, yeah. Very has like socks glued to it. (laughs) I found a a strap on harness. So that was kind of funny. I remember too that it was like 10 bucks. Well, yeah. And I remember also. You just had to buy the wood. (laughs) Yeah. I remember I bought it. Um, for local Vancouverites back, I don't know if it's still there, but back at the key, they used to have a sex store there. I know exactly. On the second floor. Yeah, on yep. the second floor. So I, I bought it from there. Nice. And I mean, it's so funny also thinking back, like, I definitely, I, I was 18, but it's like, I probably, I looked so young going in there and buying yeah. a strap. <laughs> like the goal that that must have taken for me to do. I remember I, that was the first place that I ever bought lube too. Oh, yeah. God. So they must just get all the... 18 year olds. Honestly, it must be kind of like nice for people to work at sex stores because they get to see people in their true form that they're afraid of showing anybody else. That and also like they're so I feel like a lot of them are so afraid that like they're not going to be an annoying customer. That's true. Yeah. They're just going they're they're walking towards what they're going to get and then they're checking out. That's true. All right. So wherever you're listening, make sure you're following or subscribing. Also make sure that you are following us over on social media at I Can Explain Podcast. We're going to post some really fun pictures of the stuff that I found in my room, um, a lot of which was described today um, over on our Instagram stories. So make sure to check that out. Also, once again, we would so, so, so appreciate if you bought some merch or you decided to um, support us on Patreon. Um, We're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming up for our patrons. So um, you can click our bio link over on Instagram. All the information is going to be there. And um, that's about it. I'm still sober. It's uh, haunting. Haunting. Anyways, (laughs) until next time, we will see see you around around the the Gaberhead. Oh, let's eat some food. Yes.